Hey, welcome back to the Overrated Experience Sports and Sports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Blinden. Running solo today. Quick check-in for the lead-up to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl uh, action going on. We're going to have a great uh, two weeks leading into the matchup. Uh, Super Bowl 58. Super Bowl features Patty Mahomes taking on the San Francisco 49ers and Brock Purdy in the massive uh massive super bowl that uh, is coming up as sports bettors we got to look at it from a perspective of grabbing opportunities where you can get them well ahead of time and what i mean by that is all the sharp bettors are out there looking at the lines at each sports book and any moment any day any hour somebody can walk into a sports book drop a drop a bag of cash possibly millions to shift the line and or a prop one way or another. And you may have liked that line. You may have loved that line. You may be sitting on that line, but it may change before you know it. So we're going to talk a little bit about our opening thoughts on what we see on the board so far. This is going to evolve, obviously, as the week and next week move on. And uh, we'll talk quickly about some NFL news. And that is kind of the direction we're going to take here today. And if you haven't joined the sports, uh, the overrated experience sports and sports betting podcast, this is a viewpoint from sports betting and sports in general and opinions that is from a square better, meaning that non-professional. So take it for what it is. I am just like you. I have a couch and I have an opinion and here I have a podcast. So I'm going to give it. So let's kick it off with some NFL news. And it kicks off with uh, breaking news today. The Seattle Seahawks do have a new coach, Mike McDonald, uh, now former defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, heads into Seattle to take over. And, you know, when's the last time? I can only think of Pete Carroll as the Seahawks coach. And he's done, so they're going in a new direction defensively, which I'm kind of surprised because most teams are moving in the offensive direction and usually have an offensive mind. So watch for, you know, probably a significant OC hire on the Seattle side as they look to move to that next level with Geno Smith, probably coming back next year, but probably transitioning to the next franchise quarterback, which may take a while with their draft position, etc. So we'll see that what happens there. Mike McDonald, Seattle Seahawks head coach. News out of Philadelphia, A.J. Brown. Wow. The shine is really shone off here. So there's rumors that the Eagles may be looking to trade A.J. Brown, maybe pointing to him as one of the reasons why the locker room and the chemistry fell apart, fell off the rails. So uh, we'll keep a close eye on that, see what happens. But if somebody picks up A.J. Brown, obviously impact player. And that's the tough thing about <laughs> Diva receivers. He's just, he's one of the best receivers in football but you have to keep these guys happy. You have to keep the Jamar Chases happy. You have to keep the Justin Jeffersons happy. And you got to keep the A.J. Browns happy by getting them the ball and continuously bringing them into the offense. I think the some teams are aware of that. I think Minnesota under, understands that. You have to keep them involved or you're going to get situations like this where maybe a rift in the locker room tore this team apart and it showed on the field. And some news and notes from Bronco Land, or Raider Land, actually a couple notes, that 
reports uh, from NFL Rumors, which is a twi- Twitter site, X site, whatever. And by the way, you can follow the Overrated Experience on Overrated EXPER2. And uh, you can follow us there and you can see some of these tweets. I retweet it or thoughts I give on all sports on that Twitter site. So many NFL executives have predicted Broncos Russell Wilson playing for the Las Vegas Raiders next season. Uh, You know, I guess he's going to go somewhere, whether it be New England, Atlanta, or, you know, the Raiders. But what does Russell Wilson really have in the gas tank? You know, and I don't see Wilson necessarily fitting in well here. I, I don't know if there's a right situation for him. He's at the average part of his career. Maybe does he fit better in Washington uh, for one or two years until their, you know, potential number two overall draft pick quarterback, whoever that may be, jumps in and takes over. I don't know, but Raiders don't commit long term. You already had the same situation with Jimmy G, and you you pretty much moved on there. And speaking of Jimmy G, reports show that uh, Jimmy G. And uh, Hunter Renfrew, if the Raiders released these two guys, they would save $25 million on their cap space, which I think is a no-brainer. You do it. The value is not there for this team right now. Look other places and say goodbye to Jimmy G. Also, 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 great meme out there that I've retweeted. I got it from Gabriel Morenci, guy I follow. Uh, good read, good follow. And uh, there's a meme going around. He's not the only guy that's retweeted it, but uh, you see a Madden cover for 2025, but has Taylor Swift on the front. It's actually pretty funny. So check it out. Also, what else we got the NFL? Well, we're going to transition to the Super Bowl. We're just kicking it off, getting things started. And what do we got to look at? Well, the game's at on February 11th on a Sunday. And actually, I was listening to Dan Patrick. And he brought up an idea that I didn't think of, but it was bang on. Wouldn't you love to make Super Bowl Sunday actually Super Bowl Saturday? Would that not make sense? I mean, you're looking at the event of the Super Bowl. as one of the biggest events, not just sporting events, on TV. And people plan their weekend around and their Monday off or calling in sick of those who can't handle taking a vacation day around the Super Bowl and their party. How much bigger would the Super Bowl be if it was at 8 o'clock, 7 or 7 o'clock Saturday night where people are en masse putting parties together. Bars are hopping, absolutely ridiculously hopping. Saturday night Super Bowl where you got your Sunday to recover I can't agree with this idea anymore. As soon as I heard it, I was like, yes, yes. That's exactly what the doctor ordered. We need the Super Bowl to be moved to Saturday. They have a two-week gap already, so it's not like there's a short rest period. It already feels long enough before we kick off at 6.30 or 6.20, whatever it is, that there's no reason why this game cannot be moved up. So NFL... Listen to the Dan Patrick Show. Get your ass on it. Move this game to Saturday. Save us all a vacation day on the Monday. It's the right thing to do. It's going to boost your product. And it's, yeah, you know, your product doesn't need any more boosting, but come on, you guys are 
gluttons for extra money, every coin in the couch. So I think you should do this and I think it will pay off big time. Well, quick looks at the Super Bowl lines and this podcast is more of a feel out, kind of an you know opening round, let's feel each other out here. And what I've done is looked at a few things, including uh, five, sp- four sports books, make that five, that I'll probably look at and potentially use. FanDuel, for sure, I'll be using. Bet365 more as a reference. DraftKings, potentially. The score, potentially. Sports Interaction, probably not, but potentially. But when you look at the lines... Beth, I've said this before, Betstamp is a nice app out there. If you download Betstamp, it allows you to look at all your local lines at once. And the strategy here is to have multiple books so that you can grab the line that suits your pick the most. So as an example, January 31st, right now, FanDuel has the 49ers as one point, uh, one and a half point favorites. And the rest of the books, Bet365, DraftKings, The Score, and Sports Interaction, has the 49ers as two-point favorites. So if you like the Chiefs you're gonna and you're going to take the spread, you're obviously going to avoid FanDuel and take Bet365, DraftKings, whatever. But if you like the 49ers, you're absolutely going to take FanDuel. So this it gives you more outs. It's more of an option. If you like the money line, well, let's look at that too. So the best money line odds, if you like the Chiefs, you're going to look at Plus 110 FanDuel, plus 110 Bet365, plus 105 DraftKings, 108 uh, so the score, and plus 110 Interaction. So they're pretty much all the same, but you're going to avoid DraftKings if you like KC straight up because they're only at plus 105. If you like the 49ers, you may be looking at minus, 25, minus 125 with DraftKings. The rest of them are showing minus 130. So do your line shopping. Stay on top of it. But these lines will switch. Most uh, pro bettors that I've been hearing on the social media and also uh, places like VEASAN, Follow the Money, which is a great show, by the way, and the podcasts are available daily. And I would highly recommend that, especially leading into the Super Bowl and the coverage they provide. Uh, they have mentioned many times that there might be a few guys coming into the sports book in Vegas dropping millions, and this may adjust the lines. And predictably so, I gotta believe they're right. That if you like KC right now, that they're gonna be plus two. Take it now because it's gonna switch. It's gonna switch. Can't believe, I can't foresee the 49ers coming in as favorites. The Patty Mahomes popularity bandwagon is gonna start to get some steam, and you might take advantage of that line now. So. Interesting stuff there, but uh, just again, to kick it off, some thought-provoking ideas, thought-provoking bets that I may change, may take, may not, but I thought I'd share. Super Bowl MVP, which is an interesting uh, line, because uh, most of the time, you would uh, the heavily majority of the time, uh, the quarterbacks are the favorite to win this award, the Super Bowl MVP. There have been exceptions, obviously, with Desmond uh, Howard, uh, with the Green Bay Packers back when they knocked off the Patriots in the Brett Favre days. You had Larry Brown with the Cowboys against the Steelers. And there's a couple other examples where it was a non-quarterback winning the MVP. But you got to look at Mahomes are pretty, pretty much have uh, the odds on favor to win it. Mahomes is plus 140, which is still good because Mahomes won it last year. You'd think that he's going to, if Kansas City wins, Somebody else has to have such an exceptional Super Bowl 
to to bypass Mahomes. So even plus 140 is pretty good. If you like the 49ers, Brock Purdy plus 200. He's the story, right? He's the Mr. Irrelevant. Is now leading a team to the Super Bowl. And if he wins it and has a second half like he did last week against the Lions, he's got that locked away and you'll double your money. But some other value plays, if you think uh, there may be a non-quarterback winning it. And some of the players I'm going to look at have a shot. I mean, Chris McCaffrey has, a, has, a, has an absolute uh, great shot. Obviously not a quarterback-level shot, but a plus 450, maybe sprinkle a few dollars on there. You can't ignore if he scores two or three touchdowns, runs for 100 yards, uh, you know, 75 yards receiving. He could do it all. It could be the difference maker, and he could very well take that MVP home. Travis Kelsey, well... The whole storyline's there, right? Plus 1,700. He wins it. You know, the whole you know embrace with Taylor Swift on the field after the game. So watch out for that storyline. That's a potential. 1,700 is pretty damn good for a guy that, you know, might get 10, 11 receptions, multiple touchdowns, and could very well be the difference maker in this game. And what about George Kittle? Plus 7,000? Why can't George Kittle be a fan favorite enough where, you know, he puts a couple touchdowns, has a over 150 yards receiving, whatever it may be, great blocking, key plays. He could also be the guy. And the 49ers are hit and miss, though. They tend to focus on a couple guys shine each game, whether it be Ayuk, McCaffrey, Kittle, uh, and Debo Samuel, or Brock Purdy. So it's it's tough, but you're taking your chances. But George Kittle could very well, very well be a value play here. Uh, Chris Jones, uh, of the, of the Kansas City Chiefs putting pressure on uh, Brock Purdy may make a difference here. He's at plus 1,400. Very well could see him uh, do some damage and maybe be considered if this is a defensive ball game. If the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this game, if they're going to win this game, just like the other games, the, the offense is going to do their job, but it's going to be the defense that stands out. That's how it's looking, even despite those three playoff wins so far. The defense has been the difference. So Chris Jones is a big part of that. Nick Bosa as well, plus 10,000. Could see him. You know, sacks on uh, Mahomes. So he's very well in contention. But quarterbacks obviously lead the way there. Let me take a little sip because my voice is getting perched. Yes, this is real life because you're hearing the water go down. Some Super Bowl specials brought to you by FanDuel. That's the only book I've looked at right now for these, and I could, I'm going to expand as you know. I try to come in with these quick updates. Something interesting worth to note down: Mahomes and Purdy rushing yards combined over 50, 50 or more, plus 160. The way we've seen these guys run last week, especially Brock Purdy going out of his comfort zone, why wouldn't he make it necessarily a part of his uh, repertoire in key situations? In the Super Bowl. And you know Patty Mahomes is going to take off for at least 30 yards. For maybe 40 yards. And if they're going to give it to him, he's going to run. So that stood out to me as maybe too low. And maybe a value of plus 160. What about Nick Bosa of the 49ers and Chris Jones, again, of the, of the Kansas City Chiefs, to record a half sack each at plus 200? You tell me you can't see this happening? You know, I mean... Look, Mahomes is going to get touched at least once or twice. And who's odds on guy to do it for the 49ers? It's going to be Nick Bosa. I see Purdy getting sacked like four or five times. 
and uh, Chris Jones has got to get in at least to a system one of those. So plus 200, I think there's value there. What about CMC uh, Christian McCaffrey to score two or more TD rush, uh, rushing touchdowns? That's a plus 430. You tell me you can't see him, the ball, he has one touchdown from the one-yard line and another touchdown where he broke a 30, 40-yard uh, run. And it very well could happen. He's a touchdown machine. So plus 430 for two more, two or more touchdowns. Here's one that, you know, plus 4,000. Can you not see Buckner of the Chiefs kicker potentially lining up for a 60-yard field goal? We're in a dome. Remember, we're in a dome where the weather is not going to be a factor. And, and Moody, you, you tell me that one of these kickers in a end of a half, maybe, you know, a desperate scenario or end of game might attempt a 60-yarder. And these guys have the they have the power to make a 60-yarder. Buckner's made 60-plus yarders before. And you put it in a dome, high-pressure situation, at plus 4,000, put 10 bucks on it. Put 20 bucks on it. Why not? Uh, some game specials as well. Travis Kelsey, 25 yards each half. I mean, he's been a beast. It didn't work out in the Buffalo matchup. He had a, most of his yards in the first half. But uh, the Baltimore matchup, no problem there. He's on fire. Brock Purdy and Mahomes combined for 600 yards. Plus 400. Now, Again, it's plus 400 for a reason. One of these guys has to go off, right? What if it's Mahomes? What if it's Purdy? What if this is a shootout? And these guys are creeping up both at 300. And the one guy goes to 365 or something like that. The season's over. There's no tomorrow. So plus 400, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. And what about Debo Samuel and Travis Kelsey combined for 200 yards receiving? This is plus 550. The odds are, I may not see this happen, but you tell me you can't pencil in Travis Kelsey for 100 plus yards in the Super Bowl. Debo Samuel has the potential for 120, 130 yards. Run and catch, run and catch. We've seen it before. So a plus 550, there might be some value there. Debo Samuel is a significant piece to the 49ers offense. So those are my initial thoughts, my opening round. You know, lead, one week of two, we got a week wake for the Super Bowl. Those are my opening thoughts. And I got to believe, you got to, let's start thinking together here on how this game may play out. The majority of folks, <clears throat> excuse me, are going to think Kansas City is going to win. And I'm trying to convince myself that can't be the case, but Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the field, bar none. It's hard to bet against them, but but I go back to how this team has been winning. The offense has stepped up enough, but then they have power outages like they did against Baltimore where they had no points in the second half. Think about that. No points, and Baltimore couldn't come back. That just showed you their defensive game plan, the defensive impact for Kansas City has been a major factor to why they're here. Obviously. So, when you look at the 49er roster, and yeah, and they haven't played well. They've kind of, you know, limped by Green Bay. Detroit should really be in the Super Bowl. Let's not kid ourselves. 
But when that offense got rolling, look at the weapons they have, right? They have Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Ayuk. You know what I mean? Like a, you know, pretty back there. They got Kittle. They have tons of weapons. And they have an offensive genius in Shanahan, head coach. And you give them a week and a half. I Maybe it's time. Maybe it's Brock's time. Brock Purdy's time to have his moment. And if they can get going and forcing Kansas City to chase and it becomes a shootout, can Kansas City keep up? Can they? Really? And if there's a team that may find success against Kansas City's offense, it's a team like San Francisco where you cannot game plan for everybody. Eventually, a Debo Samuel reverse or a screen pass to Christian McCaffrey or a Brock Purdy deep ball to Ayuk. Somebody's got to be open, right? There's got to be somebody on San Francisco who's going to make an impact play. So let's think about San Francisco here. Yes, they are the favorites. But yes, I think it's going to turn. The line's going to shift to the Kansas City Chiefs. But why can't, can't why can't San Francisco pull this out? Why can't we? I said we. Does that mean I'm on them too? I don't know. I'm debating. And what I'm also debating for you Super Bowl freaks out there is what do we do for a Super Bowl party? Every year, not only am I cramming to get my thoughts around what bets to make, where the value is, where we're going to get paid, but it's also where is the spot to watch the Super Bowl. Is it something as simple as a basement in the bullpen here? Maybe run a podcast at the same time as we did last weekend. Please go back and check out our last two episodes that I posted. Two specials where we had live commentary throughout the game. AFC Championship and NFC Championship in two separate podcasts. Please give it a listen. Tell us your thoughts. A little audio issues there. A few audio issues. I'm sorry about that. That's the first time we've kind of used four connections there. And we're learning. We're getting better. But, uh, you know, where do we host the party? Every year it's at a pub. It's at a bar. It's at a you know a place where the crowd's going nuts. Maybe there's a buffet, no buffet. What's that perfect party? I don't know. But you know what? As a football fan, sometimes I don't give a shit about making a squares that you know people are you know worrying about the scores at the end of the quarter so that you know who who's getting paid out. And sometimes you just don't want to be the guy running that because you want to pay attention to football and with live betting. Being what it is today, you want a standpoint of every movement, every line change, every situation that could provide value to you. So we'll see how this works out and we'll lead up and I'll share with you whatever plans we move forward to. So I wish you the best of luck at the moment. We'll talk again multiple times leading up to the Super Bowl, but I encourage you to keep an eye on what the lines look at, the line movement, the information. Again, I'll share with you, I use BetStamp to kind of get a snapshot of my local bookies, uh, the legal bookies when I say that, and what the line movement is. Also, VEASAN, very good, very good source. Check their podcast out. A lot of content if you're looking to kill time, but interesting betting information and insight from many guests. It's worth it, trust me. 
Bet the Board podcast, also valuable. This is our dream time. This is the end of betting season. I look at this as the end of the season before after Super Bowls, the beginning like of the of the betting season, but or the end. I haven't decided. It's at the end of the season and starts with football season, probably so. Maybe we call it the dark days of betting compared to what NFL season brings us. So I'll leave you at that. Take a look at your different sports books. Look for different props that hit uh, stand out to you. And uh, probably won't touch base until closer to the kickoff for some of these novelty ones. Like, I, I personally don't give a crap about length of a national anthem and coin toss and, you know, what Travis Kelsey proposed to uh, Taylor Swift if the Chiefs win. All that fun stuff. I don't care. But I know you care. And I'll, maybe I'll bring it your way and get some thoughts. So, the pleasure's all been yours. Your rated experience again can be found on X at overrated EXPER2. Follow us. Let me know you're following us. Let's get the conversation going. Let's get some money. Let's get some fun. And we'll talk again. Pleasure's all yours. Overrated experience is out.